Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. So glad that you're joining us today, wherever you may be, wherever you're getting this. Uh, my name is Craig Henson. I'm your host today, and I'm happy to be joined today by Lead Pastor Eddie Cox. It's good to be here. Yes, it is. Yeah, Greenville Worship Leader Brennan Henson. How's it going? <laughs> and Production Director Jacob Hammond. You guys doing good today? Yes, sir. Yeah. Glad to be here. It feels like fall out there today. It's oh, I love it. I was ready to go play golf. You know, then y'all I mean, made me come perfect. in here. We made you come in. Yeah, here. I had to come in here. So that's good though. It is that's a perfect our, day for golf. It like is. literally. You know, like 60 this morning, and it's going to be 80 this afternoon. Like, it doesn't get better than that. No. It's clear skies. It's a good day. It is a good day. And we're stuck in here doing a podcast. I know, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, this, this is necessary. <laughs> we got the youngsters today. We do. We got some youngins. <laughs> that's never in good. In the pot. No, it's always good. No, that's good. <laughs> hey, before I forget, uh, wherever you're listening, make sure that you subscribe, rate, and uh, leave us a review. And uh, you can email us at info at marathonchurch.org. We would love to hear from you. Send us your questions, comments. Can't wait to hear from you. We started a brand new series on Sunday called The Chosen, uh, taken from the multi-season television show. And it's um, an incredible series. Uh, If you have not watched The Chosen, I highly recommend it. And I am the guy that doesn't typically like the Christian content, but it's very well done, and it's well worth your time. And I think once that you start watching, you won't be able to stop watching, and you'll you'll binge Jesus with us, and that's what we're encouraging you guys to do. But, Eddie, you started us off with this message called Jesus Loves the Little Children, and we talked about uh, how Jesus interacted with, with kids, and you brought up some really interesting uh, things on Sunday. That That first question you posed of, you know, what if we could live like with the attitude and the heart of a child in the adult world? How much fun would that be? Yeah, it would be awesome. I think the, uh, I mean, you, he brought the children in, you know, he blessed them, of course, but he was trying to make a point. Is that this is how you, I mean, everybody just reads over that. Like, this is how it's going to look like in heaven. This is who's going to be there. People who are like little children. And it was amazing to hear those, but it was all about those thoughts of no hurry, no worry. That was kind of what was happening. It was pretty cool watching that happen on Sunday morning. Yeah, and that's that is the big struggle. Like when you get to be a grown up, and uh, like it is all about the hurry and the worry in our, in our culture here in America for sure. Yeah, most definitely. I think you know I'm 23 and been married for two years now. We got a one-year-old, and um, you kind of you kind of start to forget that childlikeness. It's really easy to when bills are due, and you know now I'm I'm 23, and we're I guess we're we're in a recession right now, right? So trying to keep that childlike faith is something that I I'm having to consciously keep at the forefront of my mind, like. Hey, he's going to provide. He's good. Um, everything's going to be okay. And I just have to trust him and keep walking with him and, and living for him. You know, I think it's one of the things that really is harmful in our culture is we try to get kids to grow up so fast. 
Yeah. And and I even remember when I was a kid, like, you know, some of my buddies couldn't wait to get out of high school. And I'm like, what's your hurry? Like, this is the life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And But I feel like kids grow up so fast and I feel like they're, they're just missing out on so much because, you know, and as it applies to our faith, I, th- I think sometimes the more grown up we get in our faith, you know, the less impact we have in the kingdom. Mm. Well, you know, the kids can they can enjoy every day, all day, without spending any money. Yeah, and how that's do they hard, do that? That's hard for us <laughs> to figure that out, you know. Yeah. So, and they're not thinking about what they're eating. They just gonna they they just know it's coming, and that's kind of what Jesus was trying to tell us: is that you need to let, understand that I will take care of you. I, I got you on this, and uh, it's so hard because we like to help, you know. We yeah. like to help God out. So, and I love how you brought in. Uh, the story about the sparrows, um, where yeah. he says, like, you know, are, do you think you're not more valuable than than the birds, um, than the sparrows, um, that God would provide for you? I love that. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, you know, they, the birds don't work. They don't save anything. They don't have a schedule. They don't care what color they are. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. And he's like, he takes care of them. You know, I said, aren't you more valuable? Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of neat to watch. He was trying to get this whole thought to the disciples about what it was like to to live as a child and trust God. So I think we, I think we trust less as we get older. Of course, you want to say you should get better at it, but I think we worry more. That's what I think. Yeah. Do you do you think we trust less because some of our experiences in life, not like, not necessarily just God, but just people, you know. Oh yeah, I think, yeah. There's no doubt about it. You know, you be hurt, you get hurt enough, or something happens enough, then you say, "Where are you, God?" Yeah, kind of thing. So, yeah, when you live long enough here, this is called Earth, <laughs> not Heaven. Uh, yeah. Something's gonna go wrong. It's just gonna happen. So and then you have to figure out: uh, Is God mad at me? There's where we go again. That's where God must be mad. Right. You know. Yeah. You know. But it's just it's life. It happens. Yeah. One of the things that struck me as I was listening to the message Sunday is that that Jesus is kind of bringing this idea of simplicity and trust, and and I think our perception, and rightly so, is that life for them in the first century was so much simpler than things are now. Yeah, and and if it was pertinent for them, like how how much impact should it have on us? Because the, we do have these trust issues, and I think one of the reasons we have trust issues is because we have so much stuff, right? We have so much stuff, and um, and then you know we have all these complicated relationships, and it really impacts how we trust. And so even back then, when life was quote unquote simpler, um, Jesus was already saying, "Hey, you need to <laughs> you need to learn to trust me." You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I talked to Allie. This is uh, Jacob's wife over yeah. there. Um, and she said, yeah, I don't know, you. this would be a good thought. She said yeah. that she has st- got off social media. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the, one part of the hurry part and the yeah. stress and the worry. So how does that how does that work in your home? Yeah, so it's kind of crazy because I'm still on social media because it really is involved with so much of what I do. Um, but she's not. And so, you know, it's funny. I still send her stuff sometimes, and, and I'll forget that she doesn't have social media. <laughs> um but I 100%, you can, 
it's not like a huge difference, but you just see her stress level go down. Um, you know, I think what's so big with social media is the comparison game. Oh yeah. Um, whether it be churches or personal or businesses or whatever it may be, you're constantly looking at somebody else and either coveting what they have or, or going, you know, Hey, like, you know, they look like this. They say this, you know, I just wish I was this good of a speaker or whatever. And so you, I, I definitely would say that I see more peace in her life from it. Um, and two, I mean, one of the things that she enjoys is that um, she doesn't really get to keep up with people on social media anymore. So whenever she sees people in public, she can actually have a conversation with them and catch up. It's not like she's trying to figure out what to say because um, she's genuinely just trying to figure out what's happened you know that's interesting my, my wife has done the same thing um she's pretty much gotten off of social media as well and uh she, she will tell you that her life is better yeah not being on social media yeah. yeah i think that social media breeds the at least for me and this is probably as a man with the ego thing that i constantly have to wrestle is like no days off mentality Grind, 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 grind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you got to make a name for yourself. You got to make, you know, a living for yourself. If you want something, go get it. And I think, you know, being motivated and being determined um, and wanting to work is like this God given thing of like, hey, keep the land and and um, work hard and, and use your God given abilities and stuff. But at the end of the day, you can cross a fine line between yeah. just becoming your sole provider for yourself and which in turn is i guess idolatry right because you're looking to yourself as the yeah. god yeah yeah and i think that that is a, a fine line especially for us in america and you know i i hear all this stuff and i don't know anybody firsthand but i hear you know the stuff about how in europe how they like get the whole summer off from work and stuff and it, i've they, heard like, about that like they vacation like crazy over there and stuff and 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 it is about the grind for us and at the yeah. but at the same time you know the scripture says if you don't provide for your family you're worse than an infidel so you're right there it it's a tough balance i think yeah and that's something that eddie has always told us um you know working here is that you have to you have to work to play but playing is important you know yeah that recreation or um rest it's important and so i think it's kind of, you know, to what Brennan was saying, it's a balance thing. You know, you have to work really hard um, because I do think that there are some people who lack motivation um, in our culture. It's a, you know, those videos probably help them. But, yeah, um, you know, there there's some people, I think, who like I, I see this guy's <laughs> video um, and he's like praising this kid for opening up a lemonade stand as a little kid and like trying to push him to become an entrepreneur and just like, you know, live his whole life, uh, trying to make the most money he can. And, you know, their whole deal is that there's freedom that comes with that. Um, but what happens whenever the job gets taken away from you? What happens whenever, you know, the money's not there? Like, is your freedom gone? So that's the cool thing that we as Christians and, and children of God get is that our freedom is always there. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not 
we're not trusting and believing on a person to give us money. Um, we know that God is going to provide for us. And yeah, I just think that, I don't know, that that's kind of that motivational thing. Uh, I see that a lot. And yeah, I, just, I mean, two, two years ago when they told us we had to stay home, that didn't take our freedom from us. We still had freedom in Christ. Yeah. And, yeah. Hey, I love the statement that you made on Sunday, Eddie. You said Jesus believed the children had the unlimited capacity to grasp concepts of the kingdom without complicating them. We, we kind of make it harder than it is, don't we? We do. I mean, you know, you get um, – as you, you, you want to grow and you want to learn and all those things, and then you get complicated. You go, let's go, let's go read the Greek. I mean, let's <laughs> – yeah. To figure out what you know what what they were really trying to say. All that is really good, but I think you you'll lose your childlike religion. Will do it too. You'll lose the the childlike faith that God is providing for me. This I am supposed to enjoy this. All those things, but I think it's easier for a child. I mean, I mean, it just is easier to understand that you know there's a place called heaven. There's a God Father who loves you and takes care of you. They don't need much more than that. I mean, I don't know yeah. what, I think we want to know more. I think we want to know, do you, really, do you really trust God? Do you really believe that God will take care of you? Well, I want to know what's going to happen. That's not really trust, is it? I don't yeah. know. So it's kind of. <laughs> yeah, I guess if if in our complication of it, if if our trust or our faith, you know, begins to wane, we might want to rethink, like, how we're, how we're doing that. Uh, There's a pastor that I was listening to, and I like how he put it. He said, if you want to receive the peace that surpasses all understanding, you have to give up your right to understand. Hmm. And I think that as children, um, you know, when when they're like, hey, we're going to Disney World, they're not like, oh, is something going to happen that's going to keep us from that? They're just like, yeah, cool. Or, you, you know, you got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like you said, they're they're just saying, yeah, here's here's this thing. Like we're gonna eat at lunch, we're gonna eat at dinner, we're gonna eat at breakfast, and um, I just think that's uh, that's a really challenging way to live. It, it requires so much dependency, um, and that's a big thing that I've been learning throughout this past year. Yeah, Eddie, you touched on these uh, things, and you've alluded to some of them a little bit, but you said children are not about making an impression. They don't keep schedules. They make the most of every day and they completely rely on and trust their parents and and for me those those first the, the first and third thing that the preoccupied with making an, an impression and and making the most of every day, I think that gets lost on me a lot. Like I I'm almost 60 years old and I still care a lot what people think about me, you know. That is hard to get out of. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead Jack, if you had some Oh, I was just going to say, um, actually, I don't remember. <laughs> I, well, I'll, I'll help you. I'll keep talking. And you, uh, The kids, what's really cool, I mean, they don't really care what, what you drive. They don't, I don't even know if they know what you drive. Or, or they don't care yeah. where they live. They're just looking for a place to play, you know, a place to, to have fun, you know, enjoy the day. And the day is always long for them. And Christmas never comes. It's just that's true. Know. Yeah. And my mom used to tell me. She said we would never tell you we were going on a vacation way ahead of time, because you would wear us out. To ask <laughs> yeah. when are we yeah. going. I said, well, how long is it now? How long is it now? Because that's how kids. That's how they. Every moment counts. And so they didn't live, you know, from day to day. They live moment to moment. <laughs> yeah. And it's a little different thought. 
Yeah, my wife Amy grew up two hours from Disneyland, and she and she said it's two hours, but it seemed like forever. Hmm. Like, you know, and she would say, "How long is it till we get there, Dad?" And he's like, two two hours, like every time, it's two hours, you know." <laughs> but it was never, you know, it was always, "Are we there yet?" You know. I know we did that. I mean, if you ever on a vacation, long trip. I mean, you did that with the kids. How long is it going to be? How long is it going to be? You know, so it just felt forever. But that's because it's a moment to moment thing. It's not yeah. a I mean it's not a day to day with them. Yeah, we, you know when I was a kid, it seemed like a day in school was forever. Like it, but you know, nowadays fly by like like they're nothing. Yeah, and, and going back to what you were saying, that like children have no comprehension of like you know, or or care of where they're going or or what's happening. Yeah. Um, it just reminded me of whenever Jesus look at looks at Nicodemus, and he says, um, "You know, you you don't know where the wind comes from or where it goes, yeah. and uh, just like that, there are some things you'll never understand about the heavens." Yeah. Um, and sheesh, man, that that helped me so much in my faith uh, this past, I would say, like two months ago. Because to be honest, there's some things I look at it. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to understand this. Um, but just that that coming from Jesus, it's comfort to be like, hey, you don't have to understand it. It's like, I want you to have childlike faith. And it's okay, you know, that you don't understand it. That's That's part of the fun of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like what Eddie said. I I really relate to what Eddie said about hey, the, you dig into the Greek and all, and and I'm like, man, God just created these brilliant people that already did the work of translation for me. Like, mm. can I just trust God's word? You know, and yeah. and and I don't want to be like ignorant about it, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I'm trusting that brilliant people have done this work already. You know, so um, I it's hard for me not to complicate things sometimes, though. I I can I can do it and. And I think it is, you know, those of us that have been following Jesus for like 40, 50 years, right? It's sometimes hard to just return to that childlike faith and and not try to control and manipulate and all the things that I think we do by nature as, as people, as human beings. Yeah. Yeah. I've been taught so much um, through prayer. Like the whole concept of prayer, if, if, if you're to tell somebody unbeliever, even a believer— like, hey, yeah, I just, uh, I'm going to go ask this invisible God, <laughs> and I'm just going to sit there, and I'm just going to pray, and I'm just going to have a conversation with him and talk to him. And because of that, like, life is better, and I have a friend. Like, it, it, it's just, people would be like, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, yeah. man, it's so amazing when when you just surrender that that right to be like hey i don't understand how this works but i just i get to walk with jesus now i mean as a kid you you talk to your stuffed animals and yeah they understand you you know like so (laughs) if if you tell them hey there's a god that that loves you and cares for you and just just ask him just talk to him it's like oh yeah of course you know but you grow up and you're like oh that's that's silly yeah all the cynicism and all that stuff hits you and yeah but you're right though If, if you if you tell a child you know, especially a younger child. Hey, I'm gonna pray to this, pray to this invisible God. And they're going, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's do it. it they, they don't have a problem <laughs> no, with it. No they're problem at it. all. Yeah, I'm doing it. 
What yeah. I love about our faith too is that there is such a logical side. Mm-hmm. You know, Andy says like we have faith, um, and like science confirms it. You know, yeah. and and there's like evidence, and so there is like logical sides to it. But there's just this, you know, there's this side to it of, uh, yeah, we know Jesus is real, but like we have to trust and have faith. And like basically like Brennan saying, give over our right to understand and just put our trust in Jesus. And then ninety percent of the time we were actually on a on a partner call with, with North Point with um our dude Elliot. Uh, shout out to Elliot Moon. He's incredible. Um but we were on a partner call with him and he said, People don't come back to church because of cool songs. People come back to church because they felt something. Yeah. And you know, and I think we believe that that's the Holy Spirit, you know, moving in their heart. And, you know, that's that side of it that we don't understand it, but it, it just is true. Like, it just happens. You can't deny it whenever you feel it or whenever you see God move. Yeah, I, I cling to the passage a lot where Jesus told his followers, look, there's there's a bunch of followers coming after you that haven't seen this stuff, mm. that haven't seen the miracles. They didn't see me die on the cross, and they're not going to see me, you know, yeah. after I rose from the dead. And and their faith is going to be great, and they're going to believe. And I, I cling to that verse sometimes because it is, it is about what we haven't seen. Yeah. But yet we believe, you know, and and changes our lives, and hopefully uh, empowers us to change the lives of others. Right. And Eddie, you talked Sunday about how we feel about kids ministry and, mm. and youth ministry. Oh, yeah. Uh, here at Marathon, and and you gave the stat. I mean, we've seen it our whole lives, right, that 94% of all people that decide to follow Jesus do so before they're 18. It's still true. I it mean, it still true. works that way. And after that, after 19, only 6%. Yeah. So it's all about the kids. I mean, because they, they're the ones that have the, the faith, the trusting faith that Jesus was talking about. It's all about, it's all about that. Yeah, and it's it's why here at Marathon Church we talk so much about the next generation, and when when we say that now too, we're not just talking about the little ones. We're talking about, you know, those twelve to twenty year olds. Yeah. You know, we still have a window there, and I would even say to thirty years old. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's curiosity now. I think that people are interested in spiritual things, and they don't even know where to look, and we have to get Jesus in front of them. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, your your son Paul actually sent me a message a while back, and um, it was Andy Stanley. And at the end of it, he goes, "What is the faith of the next generation worth?" And he says, "Worth everything." And it just—I don't know why, but I never, you know, thought about the fact that if if we don't help instill faith in the next generation, like Christianity is is dead, you know. Yeah. It, like it is every single person, um, even that's listening to this podcast as a Christian, it's our job to help lead, um, you know, students and and even each other to Christ. Because if not, like we're the future of the church, you know. If we if we don't get wise about it, if we don't do it better, if we don't, um, you know, create a, a good reputation reputation for the church then it's it's done you know it's it's us it's on the line with with us 
and it matters. Yeah. I love it that all three of you guys are actively hands-on involved in youth ministry, even as our lead pastor right now, Eddie, you're, you're hands-on involved uh, in our youth ministry, Freedom Youth. And man, it means, it means so much to me that you guys are out there uh, with those teenagers and, and trying to introduce them to Jesus instill a passion for jesus in them it's amazing yeah i you know it just comes back to how important it is you know um and i want to shout out to our entire kids staff uh works their tail off yeah um to create great environments for our students um great services um and events um they all do a phenomenal job and in getting to share you know, working with them day in and day out. Um, they really do work hard to do that. And so, um, yeah, I, I am super appreciative yeah. for that. Jacob, you're out there producing, and Brennan, you're out there leading worship, man. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it's awesome. Um, it can be tough sometimes because... Students Just, are hard to get yeah, to buy in. Students are really hard to buy in. I mean, they, they can sniff out, like, um, uh, how do I say it properly? If you're not authentic, they yeah. can sniff it out so fast. And, yeah. and it feels like they are so skeptical. Yeah. Um, they want to know that you value them uh, like another adult. They want to know that you understand them. They want to know that you can relate to them. And it's so hard. I mean, I'm only a few years older than yeah. a lot of these students, but it's just it's just tough. Um, I want to say too, our our volunteers, yeah, that we have. I mean, they make it happen. I, I think about just the youth band right now, and I got I got a lot of students who serve their time, um, but I just see the leaders come rushing in after work, and man, like it you you can't do that without them you can't do that without yeah. people who are passionate to invest in in this next generation and you know I, I have a one-year-old like i said and i just think about her and i used to always think oh yeah jesus is you could come back any day like he might he'll, he'll come back in my lifetime and that didn't really do much for me but i i started to think you know what if we only have a thousand years left of time Mm-hmm. Or maybe we only have 2,000. Maybe we only have 100. That scared me more because I, I go, I think about just my bloodline. Yeah. What am I going to do to ensure that the, the, the rest of, of my generations to come have a tangible testimony of the resurrection of Christ? I, I mean, that that just rocks me when I think about that. Yeah, when you guys uh, are out there can can you i know cuz teenagers can kind of be you know put up the facade and you know yeah. but can can you see some of that childlike faith under there though yeah the uh, oh yeah they yeah. they it's that's why it's fun to be in there yeah okay cuz there's a lot of fun a lot of energy they're not thinking about the house payment the car payment <laughs> no yeah. they won't know where the donuts are yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm talking about and yeah it's like, it's like, that's exactly where they want to know. You know, if we're getting a free T-shirt worth of donuts. That's yeah. all they want to know. Yeah. But you know, like what you were saying. Here's what I had. We had a meeting last night with the volunteers and the kids. Some of the mm. youth leader. Yeah. 
And what I told him, I said, for a kid to be noticed, and this is what we asked him first. I said, what do you want to know out, of, out of you? What do you want to know? What do you want to happen to you? I asked the youth. They said, we want to know that you notice us. Mm. And so I told mm. them before it happened, I said, you have to know, you have to call that student's name out three times a night in somehow, some way mm. for them to be noticed. That's so good. And they said, well, hey, if you don't know their name, they said, you go ask them. I said, no, you find out from their friend their name. You backdoor it. That means a whole lot more if you yeah. know my name. Not even have to tell you, hmm. but they want to know that you yeah. know them. So that was the thing we worked on last night: is knowing all the kids' names. Yeah, and figuring it out. It's really interesting. Wow, man, that's so good. And I'm excited about the next generation because of our kids' ministry, because of uh, our youth ministry, and I, I appreciate all that you guys give to it. Um, any other thoughts about this idea of childlike faith and how Jesus related to children? How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could go oh, all day. Wanna, that's why. Now, we'll just I, you do one. You would do all right. Yeah. Let's just be the kid. Here's how. I, all right. Jesus said, "This is how you're supposed to live as a Christian." You ready? Okay. Here, so, uh, so what are you doing today? I'm living every moment. Hmm. What do I do with my toys? I share. You see, you see yeah. what I'm saying? What about new people coming in? I do not judge. Mm. You, you see, I said, what about tomorrow? I don't, you got it. Wow. So yeah. there, So that's the kid, that's the, how we're supposed to be Yeah. As, as Christians. That's just how he's trying to say, it's how much do you really need to know? And if you watch <laughs> the episode, if you watch yes. the episode from this week, all those things are in there. Yeah. You know, um, one of the kids says, you know, even the judge says an eye for an eye. And he's like, but you're not a judge. Yeah. That's not for you to decide. <laughs> you're not, you're not uh, in the courtroom. He yeah. says, yeah. Justice is not yours. And um, so, yeah. And one of my most favorite parts was whenever they wake him up and uh, and he just looks up and he's like, y'all couldn't have waited a I half know, an yeah. hour. So good. <laughs> I do like that. Yeah. Because yeah. that's me all day long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Man, I thank you guys so much for joining me today. It's been a great conversation. And thank you to all of our listeners. Maybe you're a new listener, loyal listener. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you can find everything you need to know about Marathon Church at marathonchurch.org. And again, please uh, email us, info at marathonchurch.org. And uh, subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.